Hello, and welcome to Edgeguard, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. Jordan is my co-host. I am Blake Beckett. I am the co-host. I am here. Said my last name today. I don't know why. Oh, is this the first time? You have to have said it before, right? I mean, I've probably said it, but I usually just say, like, oh. I'm Blake. That's Jordan. That's true. Oh, I mean, this is this is getting really personal. Yeah. Um, I, I just really want the listeners to know how much they mean to me uh, exactly enough to visually. tell them my last name. Mm, well, they don't get to know mine, but they can know my middle name. My middle name is Carl. Ooh. I don't get my last See, name, that's though. that's that's one I keep locked down. Very few people know my middle name. And Jordan, Actually, if you I know, know it... You, you're not allowed to say it or we're not friends anymore i think you have told me before but i'd have to like rack my brain to remember it yeah just the way i like oh, it fuck, i can't think of it right now i'm mm-hmm. just kidding also viewers uh my last name is pruitt you can you can know that you push big over. jkp that's me well jordan jordan carl pruitt let's yeah. talk about cross sneak not just all video games that's true mostly one specific one every week that's like the whole thing (laughs) this week max krieger's cross sneak brand new game is it brand new i didn't know that yeah it came out like a few weeks ago Um, oh okay i guess not brand brand new like it's come out within the past like month though i think oh okay well that's that's pretty new i mean that's that's good uh but yeah cross sneak is uh like a, a a puzzle game um where you here let's i'm gonna read the description from the um, the itch.io page for the game uh, future century tile reaction puzzle game is oh I didn't even read that that's interesting how it describes future itself future century I like that just like ambiguous future not this century yeah just future but a later century. one yeah just not this one you know um, yeah, I mean it's it's very much a puzzle game so the like setting is pretty much irrelevant yeah um, unless unless you do the tutorial not sure if you did the tutorial. Of but course I did the tutorial. What do you think? I just <laughs> learned how to play the game out of, out of fucking magic? I that's what, I literally played the game without the tutorial. It's so intuitive that I was able to do that. Um, huh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't try that. I'm, I'm a square. I, I play the tutorial because it's safe and makes me feel safer. No, that's fair. I did end up playing the tutorial later, but... Yeah, yeah so, so to kind of describe the whole thing is you basically just have like a grid of... Uh, little squares and they're they're all three different colors are there are only three different colors of squares and the entire grid yes. is made up of three different colors of squares and basically your goal is to make a crosses that uh, span the entire width entire height of the uh, play grid um, out of mm-hmm. one color by sort of yep. sliding you can slide the whole rows and columns uh, and you just slide them around to make crosses, and then they they clear out, and then all the yep. all the squares and the little cross that you've made uh, change to different colors. And uh, there are like yep. some and challenge tiles. Yeah, you get points. Uh, like any good, I guess I. So here's a thing uh, that I'm not sure because like when people talk about puzzle games, there are like kind of two sort of different classes of puzzle game that generally get talked about. There's like uh, something like portal where uh time is like not a thing and it's just like the puzzles are the whole game you're just like thinking hard and yeah. problem solving and then there's puzzle games sort of like tetris where uh it's they're not it's not really so much puzzle as it is like a 
I don't know if you know how to quite describe them. Because, yeah. like, I if mean, you think there's... about Tetris, you're not really solving a puzzle because there is no puzzle. You know that if you make a line that goes all the way across, then it will get cleared. But you are, you know, sort of manipulating a very specific set of rules and trying to, you know, either go under some time restriction or get a high score or, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think Tetris is a good sort of uh, comparison <coughs> for the style of puzzle game that this is. I mean, one big distinction between, like, portal style and, like, I don't know, some I guess we call it, like, arcade-style puzzles or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's um, a good name, like an arcade puzzle game. Yeah, which is what this feels like is more arcade-style. But a big difference, in addition to time, which you already mentioned, is uh, there being um, one solution i guess not all of portals puzzles are one solution but mm-hmm. they tend to be like one or two or three solutions mm-hmm. like at, like usually there are some puzzles in portal where it's like you have to figure out the thing and do the thing yeah um where in as in this one it's like you need to figure out how to make a cross but like within that constraint you have a a, a great deal of like freedom for how you do it yeah and you uh, another thing about sort of arcade puzzle games which is what i'm just gonna roll with for now because it's a easy shorthand um, yeah that's our coinage uh once that enters the video game criticism lexicon yeah I would, like all right i'm sending a sealed that. letter to myself with the term uh, <laughs> arcade puzzler on it uh so <laughs> arcade puzzler <laughs> yeah so uh don't try and steal that from us or uh yeah that's ours or i'll sick the the law on you um yeah, royalties baby <laughs> but but anyway so like i feel like the thing about them is that uh the the thing that you are puzzling out of them is not how to quote unquote, like solve them, but how to get mm-hmm. better at solving it quickly and efficiently or yep. in a manner that gets you the most points or, or, uh, whatever. Um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of odd that they all get lumped together. I guess it's kind of just like they get lumped together. Cause it's like games in which you use your brain, which I don't know. I feel like m- yeah, I mean, puzzle is one of those like game genres that kind of gets a little, little fuzzy. I mean, a lot—that's true of a lot of game genres, um, mm. but but like puzzle especially, it's like, um, it's like what actually does that refer to? It's what does it mean? Think. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing about this one, this is something I was thinking about. Um, is like, so you have basically two, well, really one time constraint, but which is that you have a timer mm-hmm. and um, every time you get across the timer resets. Yeah. The, and then the timer's time constantly get, ticking down, constantly ticking down. And then I don't actually know what it is to start with, but each time you level up, which you, you go to a, a new level after you get a certain number of points. I'm not sure what the exact number is, but usually it's like, I don't know, get three or four crosses or something like that. And, mm-hmm. level up. and um, whenever you level up, your time goes down uh, for each cross. Mm-hmm. Um, so as it gets harder as you level up uh, to get a cross within the time limit. Um, so that's the first time constraint. And the other one is if you get crosses uh, faster, like concurrently, um, really quick, you get a little like score bonus. Um, mm. It doesn't actually, I never saw what it, what the score bonus is, but like words will pop up on your screen sure. that are like. See, that's like, interesting. Bonus. Because one of the things I sort of thought about while playing this game is that like a lot of sort of the arcade puzzles that we're talking about. The one that obviously the first and foremost is Tetris because A, it's the most popular. B, it's one of my favorite games of all time. And C, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. Ever, like everybody has played Tetris. Everyone knows how Tetris works. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
the thing that I felt was sort of making this or yeah, this game was sort of different than that is that I didn't feel like it was super possible to just be like going really fast and like comboing, uh, you know, uh, it's, I'm trying to think of like a good word to describe it. Cause like in Tetris, you are clearing lines and the better yeah. you get at Tetris, the more you can combo to clear many lines quickly. And you get very good at that mm-hmm. uh, or like bejeweled or something where you're like matching three little gems. You figure out how to intuitively set up your board so that when you match three jewels, it'll combo like, uh, the jewels yeah, that yeah. fall into their place will like match and you'll like get, you know, you'll sort of combo. And I feel like mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was my biggest gripe with this game is that there, I didn't really feel like there was that there wasn't something of like, okay, I can like set up my crosses to do this. Cause I feel like each time I'm like focusing on one color and uh, generally once you clear, like, cross of one color then there won't really be enough of that color on the board for you to actually make another cross Um, oh that's interesting yeah because clearing the cross like changes the board so much that you hardly can plan for yeah like one board state to the next exactly cross i mean like necessarily there's only like what when you start there's like six by six so like Mm. it's like a sick wait i can't do math like a, a large port if it's six by six it's not important. The point okay. is that um, oh, it would be a third because if it's six by six and you're clearing twelve tiles, so yeah, you're changing a third of the board when you get mm-hmm. across. Mm-hmm. Um, although I guess since the cross intersects, it's one less than that. Um, it's not important. You clear a large portion of the board every time you get across, so sure. you can't exactly uh, plan for um, what the board state will be like after you make your cross. Yeah, which I'm. I don't know. I don't know why I brought that criticism up first. I guess it sort of arrived naturally because I want to be clear. Th- this game, uh, I'm into it. I'm into it. I am too. I think it's a very good from, game. From like it, the second it, so it, it runs in a browser um, and like the second it starts up, like um, actually I'm pretty sure it was after we recorded the last episode or before we were trying to figure out what game we were going to play. And so I just like pulled up the page for it and it started playing and instantly I was like, okay, we're, we need to play this game because yes. like <laughs> it immediately establishes uh, like an aesthetic that I was just like very into which is a yeah. I think I think a big part of it is the music. It's got a music that sort of uniquely reminds me of like I don't even know how to exactly describe it. like sort of everything about this game sort of screams Japanese rhythm slash puzzle game from two thousand. Yes, I just feel like this game should be on I don't know like Wii or GameCube. Like it, yeah, it, it is like. I mean, part of that is that the the music style. Maybe you can like tease out specifically what gives me this impression. But mm. the song just feels like um, it could be one of the like Wii loading screen songs or something like that. Yeah, I feel like part of it is um, sort of the the it's synth. So it's almost all synth sounds. It's kind of like a little bit IDM like drum and bass. Like I don't know. It's kind of like a mellow jazzy. Uh, up-tempo electronic music but the sort of yeah. the synth sounds that are used are kind of sounds that were more popular in in like dance music from that era and specifically i think like it i'm not sure if this is actually the case because you know i was a child but to me huh. it it evokes like japanese sort of electronica um from that era and i don't know i i, I think i had mentioned to you that the interface to me just like screams dance dance revolution and like the 
Oh yeah, totally. And the I sounds totally in the in the like menus, uh, I, I think I decided they reminded me of uh, Gran Turismo Three on PS Two, like the the oh, sound when you that. like flip between uh, you know menu items, so they're like burp, 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 like sounds yes, to me. That sound. And that's an that incredible like sound, of, first of all. Yeah, yeah. The the like feedback sound from like um, moving tiles and making crosses in this game feels really like like early mid 2000s game menu to mm-hmm. me. I don't know yeah what precisely that is but yeah it's a little bit hard to put your finger on right but like something yeah. about this game just and even like I don't know if you ever played Luminous I didn't play it like very much Luminous because I, I never really got that good at it but uh-huh. uh, I played the demo on my xbox 360 it was like an early xbox live arcade game it was like a very mm, similar you know no, i never did puzzle game and it was well known for its great music and like it was early enough in like the xbox 360 era to still basically like look kind of like a ps2 game but just higher resolution uh and i don't know this game sort of just screams that to me in a in a very like pleasing way uh because i feel like huh i don't know first of all i feel like new games in this style don't appear all that often uh in this exact format like you can you can play tetris you can play puyo puyo uh and then i guess like candy crush you could play but like i think sort of this style of game has been taken over or not even taken over but it's sort of been iterated into a mobile microtransaction version where Mm -hmm. you you know run out of lives is i mean basically candy crush is probably the most popular game of this style that exists now and Mm -hmm. as much as it's like a similar kind of game it's level based which is a big change um and like i don't know like i sort of mentioned microtransaction but it's like a big part of it is like oh well once you run out of lives you can't play it unless you want to spend money and it's like Uh, but what if the my only incentive to play was to just do better and i just played it for a hundred hours anyway because i'm an animal (laughs) um yeah i mean i could see some version of this game that like would totally fit on mobile i think it actually says in the description like currently crossnix does not support mobile devices but check back soon yeah which Um, so i am like very excited for because i honestly like i didn't play this game as much as i wanted to because i wanted to be able to play it on my phone i feel like the the way you can play it on a ipad right now yeah Um, but i don't have uh, an ipad well yeah sure um but the uh you can the um sort of the way you play it the like sliding things around just feels like it's made like I should be playing it on a phone. It's actually pretty similar to another sort of, of this style of puzzle game, which is, uh, what's it called? I think it's 10 million or, uh, you must build a boat. There are two games. There are some of my favorite iOS games, um, that are actually like play kind of similar to lead to this game. Instead of making crosses, you're just like matching three, but you do the same thing where it's like a grid and you're like sliding the whole grid Mm -hmm. around. Um, yeah. Um, I it is interesting how this game changes um, based on what platform you play it on. Mm-hmm. I imagine you you only played it on. I mean, I can't speak to what it would be like playing it on touchscreen because I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I did try playing it on my laptop with my trackpad. Oh boy, it's very hard. Yeah, I would not. I would not recommend it. But in the tutorial, I also saw that it, it has like um, uh, gamepad controls, mm-hmm. 
and you move the like cursor around with your joystick, but you yeah. can also hold the bumpers to make the cursor move faster. Yeah. So I don't know if you got really good at that, you might be able to have like a really efficient play style. Yeah, I feel um, like you could get pretty good at, it, but I feel like you'd never be as good as mousing mouse like yeah, a mouse no, just because mouse you can just and like I think touch would be even easier because like you can yep. sort of like slide like it lets you it sort of works to where if you're like sliding uh one of the horizontal rows and then you want it so you want to like slide a, a block over three and down one if you kind of just do that motion it'll work uh and it that like uh, doing that made me just be like i want this to be on a phone so badly because interesting i feel like yeah, you could, yeah. that that would introduce the element like one of the things of Tetris where once you get really, really good at controlling it, you can even in the easy stages when the game is going slowly and not pushing you, you can just fucking rip and you can just keep going. Um, but one thing, um, I was thinking about the fact I hadn't thought of that point you made that it's not like, uh, the design doesn't have anything that like affords kind of like combo building. Mm -hmm. Something I hadn't occurred about that's, something I hadn't thought about, but that's an interesting point. Um, I, I would really be curious to see someone who was like played this game for tens of hours, mm-hmm. um, see how much better they can get. Um, I mean, obviously the game has been out long enough for such a person to exist besides like, I don't know, crazy people, uh, Max Krieger or people <laughs> um, that he had tested before or yeah, he was yeah, friends, on. testers, that sort of thing. Mm. But like, um, I, I don't know. It seems like there's only so much extra speed you could have. Yeah. And like, like Tetris, in addition to setting up combos, like you, you know, the first thing you learn to do in Tetris is to set up the, set up your blocks so that you leave one little like line on the mm-hmm. side so you can use the, the vertical four square blocks to make a big combo. To make a Tetris. That's actually technically not a combo. That's just a Tetris. Combos are uh, like separate line clears. So like you could use a Tetris in a combo. I I really love I really love Tetris. We we'll we'll talk about it. Don't worry. (laughs) Um. Anyways, um. The there's not really um anything like that in Crossnick. So I, I I sort of feel like like I don't know Tetris and Bejeweled have like an exponential learning curve or something like that mm. like a player who is good at the game is like way 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 better at the game than mm. somebody who's brand new whereas in cross nick i don't know there there seems to be a little more of a like linear skill progression yeah, maybe but i don't know if that's true like i maybe mm. have to like play it more and see if that ends up being that's true. that's how i feel it's like i i feel like there is that there is that extra level i just didn't get to the point like in playing it for an hour uh, to where that became apparent. Mm-hmm. Whereas like if it's on my phone and I'm just whipping it out and playing it, uh, you know, wherever I feel like I would get that uh, because I, I, I feel like it, there's has to be some extra layer because um, there is sort of an allusion to it uh, at the end of the tutorial, uh, which there is a very nice tutorial where there's like a little, uh, little like lady with a robot or not a robot with a TV for a head. Yes. Who's a t- well, I assume she is a robot if she has a TV for head. Yeah, maybe, for a head. You don't know. Who knows? I mean, maybe this is like some transhumanist future where everyone has a TV for a head. Sure. What uh, do I know? But anyway, and she sort of like walks you through playing the game and like the, 
the the uh, bonus blocks that give you extra points and like the challenge blocks that make us so you can't slide the the rows um and then after that she's just sort of like well that's everything well not quite everything but there are some secrets that you'll figure out as you play and uh, yeah, so, so I feel like that extra layer exists. Yeah. Just neither of us uh, played it enough or got good enough to to reach that. Because I mean, every one of these sort of arcade puzzle games that we're talking about like has that extra layer. Like Tetris, I feel like honestly the the first big one is the clearing a Tetris, clearing four at once. The second you're like, oh, maybe if I clear four at once that would be better and yes it is better you get more points and then you start learning about t spins and z spins and uh keeping your uh i forget what uh it's called but like uh constantly rotating your piece so that it doesn't snap into place and you can continue to move it once it's hit the top of your tower like there are all these sort of strategies uh yeah i've played a lot of tetris um a lot of people like not most people do not know that, but yet everybody will recognize Tetris and know like, oh, the thing you do is you sort of stack all these blocks and so that they clear yeah, a thing. Yeah. And like also another thing with Tetris is like the piece queue is a, is a huge part that like once you're really good at Tetris and everything's moving quickly, you have to recognize that the, the same piece is always the exact same color and you see that color coming up and you build like you're thinking three pieces ahead uh, because if you don't, then you'll just build a tower to the top and get fucked before you... Uh, beat the game um but then and then there's like puyo puyo which i don't know if you played but it's a similar thing of like at first you just like clear the little guys but then you realize that you have to sort of like rather than clearing them as you get four you want to be like building these towers where it's just like three of each color and then you kind of want to like clear four and then it drops one and you you know so i I think uh, most of these games sort of have extra layers that sort of reveal themselves and you just kind of have to play them a lot so i think sort of in the nature of only playing it for an hour we haven't gotten to that level but i i I I still i still have hope that it exists yeah i mean i don't i well let's let's think let's think through the game mechanics and see if we can't like let's figure it out right now uh what the thing is (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) i'm I'm mostly kidding okay but like there are some things that like I can see, I don't know that they would give me like an aha moment if mm-hmm. I played them enough, but there are some things that like, as I was playing it, I was like, I started to like make a point of doing more often mm-hmm. in order to, uh, and I was having more success doing them. Like the most obvious thing is like the, I forget what they're called, but the X blocks, the ones that can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, they make it like, so that you can't always, move the entire row or column that they're on. They're basically no, no, their position is fixed. Well, right. Their position is fixed. Mm. But you can move any of the other ones in their thing mm-hmm. if you just like if you grab one of the move. other rows around yeah. it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, their position is entirely fixed. Um and those ones, like if you have even like two of those on the same board, like it gets really tricky. Mm-hmm. So I would always make a point of uh either uh eliminating them or doing the thing i forget what it's called but the special mechanic where if you if they're adjacent to a row that you complete they get changed into a regular block yeah yeah whatever that's called um so i started doing that uh more like intentionally after i played a few times because like when i first started playing it i was just like if i saw a cross ready to go i would do that first Mm -hmm. and not not think about the the lock blocks or the x blocks but 
um, later on, I like immediately went straight for those blocks uh, yeah. when they appeared, and would and that increased my like max level by a couple. Sure. Yeah. So like one of the one of the strategies that I sort of felt like after I'd played for a little bit, it was something that I started doing more was like rather than uh, pulling pieces like uh, utilizing the fact that uh, the the grid works sort of like it wraps back around to yeah, that go was the opposite direction about, yeah. instead of the direction you actually want to go. You go to the opposite direction, especially when you have the pieces with the little lock on them. So there are some pieces yep. that have this little lock on them. And so you can slide the row that they're on, but once the lock hits the edge, you can't slide it any further that direction. Uh, yep. So you can't wrap them back around. Uh, mm-hmm. but the other pieces will still wrap around until you hit that one. So a lot of times you can't move the piece you want directly. So you have to like move it backward. Um, and at yeah, first that's I, that's another thing I started doing. Yeah. I didn't really realize that. And then once I, that sort of clicked, I was sort of operating on a, on another, uh, I, this is, that was yeah. a one step to getting closer to what I feel like is the optimal way to play this game. Yeah. I think that if you could learn how to, do that like um consistently all the time like you i feel like intuitively when you see the grid you don't think about wrapping around you just think about moving things directly Mm -hmm. if you play this game enough i think you would start to see uh you know things on either edge like kind of just the way you're thinking about the board is you'd see them as adjacent to each other yeah and you would just like do that that'd be a much more like automatic uh decision you'd make yeah i think that would i mean it'd be like maybe that's one way go ahead you can like speed up your play uh, a lot from practice yeah i mean it'd be like getting really good at pac-man to where it's not a thing that you remember like oh i can go out one side and i'll come back in on the other like it's just something that you used constantly if you're good at Mm pac-man which i've never been but um yeah but anyway i I definitely Um, i definitely see that there's how you another thing i guess that actually leads me to another thought is um another thing i sort of just like ended up doing a lot in this game is like if you need to put a tile in a certain spot but moving it will move another tile out of place Mm -hmm. um i usually wasn't planning ahead for those kinds of movements Mm -hmm. i was usually just like moving in a place and be like oh shit i need to move that one back um and then like after i had played for like maybe an hour um or so i I, had, I like was just starting to like plan for that sort of thing. Um, and that seems like another place in which like playing the game a lot, you would start to like see how those things relate to each other. Like you would see how moving one tile would ruin another one. Mm, sure. Maybe you can make, you can make some more efficient moves that you wouldn't be mm-hmm. um, seeing normally. If that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I, I'm, I'm curious how much like economy of motion becomes a, uh, an yeah. issue I mean, the could, further on you get. There's probably some like, some like, um, I mean, I guess it's only a two dimensional grid, so it's not like that mathematically complex. But mm. that being said, there's probably some like, I mean, it, it reminds me of like Rubik's cubes a little bit. Mm, sure. Um, it's two dimensional rather than, well, it's kind of two dimensional because there's something three dimensional about the fact that they wrap around. It wraps around. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually think that's a good. Uh, comparison i hadn't thought of that but yeah like rubik's cube a little rubik's cube absolutely because every every piece is connected so if you want to get that yellow side 
to you know finish the one side being yellow it's like uh one one of my favorite things uh i'm uh fun it's funny you brought up rubik's cubes that's another thing that like similarly to tetris is like yeah. ridiculously satisfying to my brain and i just uh, like I love absolutely cubes, love doing it like there's just something that's like makes my makes me feel calm and happy of like solving a Rubik's cube over and over again, repeatedly and playing yeah. Tetris. Uh, see, I, I was actually thinking of that. Um, when I was playing this game, I was like, maybe the goat game is not meditative to Blake, but maybe this is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but sort of back on the Rubik's cube, it's like a lot of times people who don't know how to solve it or who can't solve a Rubik's cube will uh, show you a, like one side, all the same colors. So they'll like get all the yellow uh, things mm-hmm. onto the same side and they'll be like, look, like I'm close to getting it. It's like, no, you're actually oh, a no. lot further. Oh, no, no. You think like a white, like a cross on one side with the uh, like uh, sort of with it lining up to the other sides is much, much closer to done than all one side, the same color. Uh, because that's just like it's not just the colors; it's the relation to the other colors, which makes it solvable. Yeah. So I, I think. Yeah. I, I guess I'm yeah, even I just talking about like it. Some... I feel like I'm sort of getting a better idea of how you get better at cross sneak. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? This game might be like way more complex than we're giving you credit for. See, I and I, I, I try want to, I want to like make it clear that. I'm not saying that it isn't complex. Like I just didn't get to that level in the hour. So I can't tell you about it, but I, yeah, yeah. I feel it there. I feel it. <laughs> uh, and like for sure once it, or if it comes out on mobile, I will be, you know, I'll, I'll, I would probably get to that point with this game uh, as it stands. I'll still, you know, play more and maybe, maybe reach that point. But, um, but I definitely yeah. sort of, I, I feel like it's there. That's why I don't want to, I don't want to say like, Oh, it doesn't have that extra layer. I just, it's like, I, I didn't figure out that extra layer. I'm not good enough. Yet. Yet. Give yourself some credit. <laughs> um, okay. So one thing I, um, noticed playing this game, uh, that I wanted to ask you about is, um, when you get to, well, first of all, what's the highest level you got to No, I don't know. Not that high, like nine okay. or something. Oh, I nine for me. Yeah, um, it might have been eight. I don't know if that's that high, but nine, I got to like, I kept being stuck at eight and then like eventually I was able to get to nine a couple times, mm-hmm. but it gets, it gets really tricky at that point. Uh, one thing I noticed about that game, about the, like how complex it gets at level nine mm-hmm. um, is like, there's enough crosses and lock pieces that it almost starts to feel like a regular puzzle game where like the goal is where the challenge is not speed, it's finding the solution. Mm. Like, because I would try so many things that wouldn't work mm-hmm. that I have to, like, keep, like, imagining other solutions. And, like, it, the game got complex enough at that point that I could see it being fun without a timer. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like it, it became, uh, a, like, almost traditional puzzle game mm-hmm. at that point. There was enough complexity and enough, um, like, there's enough complexity and an, a small enough range of possible moves I could make. Cause you know, mm. if there's like three locks on the board and two X's, like there's a lot of moves you just can't do. Mm. So it starts to feel like a, a regular puzzle game. Yeah. You must've made it further than me. Cause I, I don't really remember that happening, but that's, that's interesting. Cause that's something that, um, happens, uh, like Tetris. I mean, it's been around a long enough and had so many different iterations that, uh, so many additions to like the Tetris play space of like, 
here are these tetraminos uh there's a exact set of them and you rotate them and they lock together but you there's so many different like games that can be made with tetris none of them are as good as just straight up tetris but um there's there's a, a large mm. space of enjoyable things that can be done with them so it's it's interesting that you mentioned that there's like another one um and it also that also sort of reminds me of something else that i wanted to br- uh, bring up which is that i'm curious if this game uh like tetris uh has an ending uh oh yeah i guess tetris does yeah because tetris uh, i mean I, I guess a lot of people don't know this like once you hit 150 lines the the game ends like there's a certain point where it stops getting any faster and it, it operates very similarly to this game where like as you clear lines uh your level increases and as your level increases the pieces fall down more quickly um and so uh, once you clear 150 lines in tetris it's over and whatever score you have at that point is like the end and it, it takes like a lot of playing tetris to get to the point where you can clear it and then you eventually get to the point where you clear it every time and you have to play in specific ways to get higher scores because certain styles of playing you're just like even if you can even if you can stay on top of it and clear all the stuff as it comes your horror ways to give you more points huh exactly because if you're not uh doing combos or if you're not doing special moves and if you're not using tetris then you're just not going to get as many points as you could otherwise even though it's a viable way to clear 150 lines and quote unquote beat the game that's interesting so yeah i could see this game having an ending and also not like mm-hmm. i don't know like maybe 99 level 99 seems like a plausible ending point Nine. or 100 i guess Ooh, i feel like that um, would even be too high but maybe maybe 20 i don't know 50 um well i don't know i, I mean maybe i'm not giving myself enough credit and i'm actually better at this game than i think mm-hmm. but it seems like if you got good at it, you could get a fair bit further than that. Yeah, it's hard to but, say. Um, it might not have an ending, and it could just be one of those... I'm not sure how much of it is, like, just strictly randomly generated, because it may just be that, like, your time goes down each level, and you can just keep going until you have, like, one second mm-hmm. per level, and then... Yeah, and then it's just literally not possible. Like, yeah, like, like more like Devil Daggers in that way, kind of arcade, classically arcade style. It's just, like... Yeah, it's harder, it has harder, a kill screen. Until till no one can do it yeah yeah i'd, I'd be curious to see like i i, I kind of just want to see some like a, a really good player of this game like i want to see what that looks like and i want to like talk to them about what they're thinking about um yeah and yeah i mean obviously it's such a new game that that probably doesn't even exist really at this point but i i'm i would be curious yeah. like to, to sort of see as this game is around more and hopefully if it hits mobile because i feel like if this game hits uh, mobile like it could very well you know be a game that has significant success because I don't know once you tell someone that you can they can just download a game on their phone for free then they get a lot more willing to just like try it out yeah yeah I think this game um, well wait so how do how do games that I don't actually play a lot of phone games. Mm-hmm. Uh, games that are free to download but have like microtransactions. How, like, how would you microtransactionify this game? Um, like, I don't know. Like, I don't really know with this game. With this game, it would probably be one of the ones where you, 
like if they had to, it's not even, this isn't technically a microtransaction, but a lot of games, like what they'll do is between rounds, they will make you watch an ad. So basically, Oh yeah. They yeah. have some, I guess that is, um, I'm playing. What's the, that game you showed me with the letters type shift. Oh, type shift. Sure. Yeah. That one has ads. on. Oh, it. did you not just buy it? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't play it that much. Oh, I I bought Type Ship. Great game, great game, lovely game. See a game like and and even like a lot of games that are similar to Cross Sneak and that I would consider them to be like sort of arcade puzzly game. Like uh, Threes is one where you can take your time more, but it's a similar thing of like trying to make it far. Like there's no ads or anything in it. You just buy them, and honestly, I prefer that. I would rather spend two or three dollars, which is what yeah, they usually seriously. cost, to never have to worry about any ads than to yeah, definitely. have like you know those shitty and a game ads like this constantly. it's like the ads are particular would be particularly disrupt disruptive because mm. like you get into a kind of like flow um uh state where that would just be so ruined by and like i i could if this was a phone game i would totally drop three bucks for it oh absolutely um uh it's i think it, it would be it would be worth it just for um i i kind of especially this is kind of a weird aside but like uh, especially during uh, college, I was like constantly on the lookout for sort of this style of like a puzzly game that uh, didn't look fucking stupid. Uh, because like <laughs> playing Candy, I just felt like an idiot playing Candy Crush because just like gaudy and ridiculous, and it just doesn't. Uh, there's something like for me like Threes was the ideal game to play in class because it when you look at it, it kind of just looks like numbers. Like you don't really know what's going on. It doesn't like look super obviously like a game so if someone just like you know if the professor is walking around the class which i don't know i didn't have many classes where professors were like walking around looking at most of the time i was in classes that were big enough that people just didn't really give a shit what you did during class if you didn't want to pay <laughs> attention then like that's fine you'll get an f or whatever but uh but i i just like really enjoyed games that just like have a simple clean look that are enjoyable to play uh and that have uh like a high skill ceiling so you can play them a lot because lord knows i'm not going to pay attention 50 percent of the time in class it's just it's just not practical <laughs> not practical yeah it just doesn't uh, make dude, see i majored i majored in english we had class sizes of like between i don't know 12 and 25 yeah and if, if you're playing cross nick all day someone will be noticing yeah like, See when you play when you play or when you're major in computer science, there's there's a kid that pretty consistently would play World of Warcraft on a laptop <laughs> in one of my classes. Just like pull up the old WoW, uh, hop in the old server. I'm just like, my God. I've seen people play all sorts of things. I've seen a guy with a he had a tablet and he would bring a mechanical keyboard with fucking blue switches into a classroom what? and he would sit i shit you not he would sit in class with his little tablet set up on his desk with a fucking mechanical keyboard just and what okay and he was okay at that point the professor didn't like get mad about I, it i feel like uh so I never actually had a class with this kid. I would oh see God, him in the computer really lab, insane. but I had friends who had class with him. And he, I think, I think one of my friends had a, a professor like call him out and be like, what the fuck dude? Like don't, but he would, he would in the, he would come to the computer labs in uh, like at the school and he would, uh, he would go to the lab computers and plug in his keyboard instead of using the ones that were there. 
Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that it is like next level of rudeness. It's just like I I don't recognize that there are other humans in the world with desires and needs and my needs I overweigh am, or outweigh all all other needs. Any other concerns. My, <laughs> my desire to have a marginally uh more satisfying typing experience uh justifies driving everyone within a hundred yards of me absolutely insane. Yeah. Uh, kids these days. Anyway, is is there anything about uh cross sneak that we, we haven't touched on yet? Um I don't think so. I guess just want to emphasize that it, it sounds like I got a higher score than you, so I just like Well did you write down nope. the highest score you got? I didn't, but I wrote down that I got to level nine, and yeah. did, you don't even know what level I you got I to. I think seven so, or eight like, is what I got to. I okay, don't so really we'll just assume that I beat. Yeah, yet again, in a score-based <laughs> video game, Jordan is better than me. <laughs> Big surprise. How many have we had? Two now? It's only like Devil Dagger. No, Devil Dagger. Uh, no, Bamboo Heart, too. Uh I guess that wasn't really score-based. Oh, yeah, that one, was a little, that one was a little closer, though. Yeah. Because I, like... I feel like my higher score than you was a little misleading because after you beat the mm. what's his face, you just yeah. And I don't know if we ever talked about it, but like the day that we record, like after we recorded the podcast, we had like talked about enough like strategies that I went and played it again, and I got like within five of your top score. Oh, nice. Yeah, um, that that seems right. Yeah, but anyway, before we before we sort of wrap up, I did want to mention uh, that the music is by David McKee. When we talked about it earlier, I forgot to mention that, and I mm-hmm. wanted to shout that out because uh, I really, really liked the music. Music was a big yeah, part of my instantaneous attraction to this game. Yeah, it got stuck in my head after I played it for a while. Yeah, like, burr, 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 so you know burr, it's good. Burr, 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 burr. Anyway, uh, so... Jordan, what are we playing next week? Do you know? Uh, yes, I know the title of the game we're playing next week, but that's about it because it is strange looking. Uh, and the game is called Healthy Breakfast. Um, and the the I, I really want to, I like the font treatment. It looks like, it's like Seinfeld. It's that sort of yellow, ovate shape, tilted with like in yeah. red, healthy <laughs> breakfast. Uh, it's described as a short, absurd little game about the importance of eating a healthy breakfast. Yeah. You know, that seems like a really good lesson. Um, yeah. So I really, I really want our podcast to support, you know, uh, family friendly messages, wholesome, healthy breakfast, wholesome, wholesome messages like healthy breakfasts. Yeah. You want to balance. You don't want to just eat the, you know, those sugary kids cereals are taking over the world. Yeah. Everyone it's it's not good for you, man. It's just, it's an empty hollow breakfast. You know, eat some steel cut oats, have some fruit, (laughs) eat a banana with your steel cut oats, please. So that's, um, that's what this game is about or something. I mean, I don't really know. (laughs) We'll find Um, out soon enough. (laughs) Uh, you can uh, download the game on itch.io. It's by Boogie Nights. The itch page is boogienights.itch.io forward slash healthy breakfast. Nights like kill uh, you with a sword nights, not nights like oh, yeah, that actually is after a good daytime. point because it is a pun on the movie. Paul Thomas Anderson or, movie. Yes. Yes, which I've never seen but want to. Oh, really? So, it's the yeah. one of the only movies where I don't actively hate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> 
What about The Departed? Yeah, that's the other one. Those are the two. (laughs) Those are the two movies where I don't see Mark Wahlberg and just be like, fuck this movie. (laughs) Uh, Well, Uh, Jordan... uh, we we also want to let the people know that uh, they can find us on uh, on Twitter. Uh, do you uh, yeah, do you know what our Twitter handle is, Jordan? Uh, it quiz. is at Edgeguard Cast. Oh, um, look at you! I'm so proud. I know. Well, it would be bad if I didn't know that. It'd be really bad. Would so be. follow us on Twitter. We get uh, updates about what games we're playing. Um, links to where you can download the podcast, and uh, also we usually uh, have a little shout out to the creators of the games that we play and. Uh, Sometimes they shout back, so follow us on Twitter. It's, it's a great time. Good time, and we, we, we need more followers. Also, uh, I just want to say we're now on uh, Google Play uh, yes. Music, which yes. is uh, a thing that I didn't realize supported podcasts and then found out that it's actually a kind of a popular way to listen to podcasts. Uh, so kind of an oversight there, but yeah, anyway, I didn't know that either, but we are, hey. we are now available there. So if you've been itching to, to get us on, on Google Play, you can do that now. Um, but yes. with that, uh, we will bid you adieu. 